from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Hello and welcome to show number 49 of the Hammer Down Racing Report. we got a lot to cover tonight. We do. There, there's, it's been pretty exciting lately, Scott. There, there's a lot, lot of news, you know, stuff from NASCAR that uh, is surprising. A lot of go over uh, tonight with special guests tonight in the studio, veteran race car driver Ron Miller. Imagine that. 50 plus years of racing experience. Yes, sir. 50, we haven't actually uh, 54 and counting. 54 and counting. So we're going to get more into uh, Ron's background. I mean, we've, we've heard stories here and there, but we're going to really delve into There's things There's a lot tonight. of stuff that people don't know just because I've raced in so many different places. Also uh, on the show tonight, we're going to talk World 100, which is uh, in a little bit of a rain delay right now down at Eldora. Tonight's the first of uh, three nights of action down there, culminating in the 48th uh, World 100 on Saturday night. $51,000 going to the winner of that. Uh, We want to get you involved as well, so feel free to call in 419-214-0925. Don't do Call in a little bit later. Not yet. You can call in any time you want. We'll, Doesn't mean we'll, we're going to answer. But. No, we might. Uh, leave your comments. If you don't happen to have an extra phone and you're watching us on your phone, you're like, how the hell am I supposed to call in if I'm watching you on my phone? Well, then you can just leave a comment on our uh, Facebook Live. And if you're listening to us uh, pre-recorded on our iHeartRadio app, ignore just, everything just en- we just said. Just enjoy the show. I'm Scott Hammer, Ron Miller over there. Again, this is show number 49. Next week, it'll be one year that we uh, have been doing this show. Really? Yeah. Because we skipped uh, to uh, we skipped oh, the Thanksgiving right. and the that's right. Thursday between Christmas because of and the New holidays. Years. Yep. So show number fifty will actually be uh, finished a whole year. It'll that be, uh, we'll have something special. Really? Yeah. Maybe we'll have the winner of the World One Hundred on next week. That would be exciting. Uh, maybe somebody would bake us a birthday cake. <laughs> yeah, one year birthday cake. I like. We would that. accept birthday pizzas too. Absolutely. Make sure you visit our website, HammerdownRacingReport.com, if you want to uh, get in on official Hammerdown Racing Report apparel. We have uh, t-shirts, all kinds of stuff on there, actually. What about, uh, how about the Ocho t-shirts? Are those available on there? There's not there. There's some, I think uh, I have a link somewhere buried on my Hammer Racing Facebook page. Well, maybe page. maybe we need some Ocho t-shirts on the Hammerdown Racing Report page. Yeah. We could probably make that happen. It's through a different thing, but uh, we can probably make that happen. Uh, Ron Miller, huge, huge fan base there, by the way, Scott. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. Uh, Ron Miller Race Cars, uh, official sponsor of the Hammerdown Racing Report. As always, uh, give them a call, 734-856-7223. That's 856-RACE. Race cars, parts, safety equipment, service. You read that really there. well, Scott. A race car needs advice. And is the radiator sale still going on? Yes, sir. Two for one? Two for one. Uh, aluminum radiators with plastic tanks. Uh, it doesn't go over, the, the sale does not go over to the aluminum tank radiators, but uh, the aluminum, or I'm sorry, the plastic tank radiators are a little more efficient, a little bit lighter, uh, and, and extremely durable. So don't be afraid and uh, buy one, get one free. There you have it. And it's not while supplies last because you can order more, right? That's right. Single pass is uh, 139 and the double pass is 189 And we were talking... That's uh, for two of them. Yeah, that's pretty good. We were talking before the show. Uh, I was asking him if he got caught up because he's been so busy pretty much um, 
just flat Since out all this whole year, haven't you? It, yeah, and, and it's all because we do so much advertising on the Hammerdown. I'm Racing sure that's Report. what it is. And if you would like to become an advertiser, we have uh, information on HammerdownRacingReport.com. See how I segued right was, into that, was, Scott? You like that? Good. Thanks. You scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. <laughs> um, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, I was going to say uh, you got caught up. So uh, I've been cleared to uh, go ahead and wreck my car, or you know, somebody else wants to go wreck their car. Ron's got a little bit of time. He might be able to help you out. Right. It's an opportunity for you. Yeah, well, how, how about let's get a jump start on next season and we'll start building your car. Give us a call. We there can do that. Oh, yeah, Ron likes uh, to get a head start because I, what when is it that everybody starts uh, coming at you with uh, with all that, like March? No, no, actually, Scott, just after the holidays. Just after the holidays? Okay. There's a little bit of a surge uh, you know, the banquet season, about two weeks after that, and, and there's a little surge, people wanting to get an early start. Then they kind of lick their wounds over the holidays. But right after uh, right after New Year's, we get busy. And then uh, mid-February, they see the Daytona 500, and everybody goes into panic mode. So if you want to get a quick turnaround on uh, some work on your car, new race car, new body, whatever, uh, get it to them before the holidays. That's right. Again, and there's no such thing as quick service unless you really wreck your car and we got to get you going. Um, you know, we're getting old and sluggish. Seven three four eight five six seven two two three. That's from Miller Race Cars. Last weekend, a lot of uh, racing action. Uh, big uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, Attica Raceway Park had the uh, Attica Ambush uh, Dirt Classic uh, weekend. Friday and Saturday night racing. Uh, the All Stars were in town. Friday night, uh, Tim Schaefer. From uh, Pennsylvania. Is he one of the Pennsylvania Posse drivers? I think so. He uh, was the winner there Friday night. That was his uh, actually 63rd All-Star win and his 17th win at Attica. Uh, Strong showing again for that Pennsylvania Posse. (laughs) Uh, Matt Miller picked up the uh, late model win. It was his second of the year at uh, Attica, and uh, Ryan Markham actually earned the late model track championship uh, on Friday night. Final uh, late model show there. I guess Rusty Schlink ran second and uh, put a good show on doing that. Okay. Uh, I, I have heard that it was a fun race to watch. And, uh, yeah, well, we we got some uh, Rusty stuff to talk about here in a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night at Attica, it was uh, Carson Macedo, uh, California driver, won the uh, Dirt Classic there, the all-star race with uh, Craig Mintz, uh, challenging uh, mid-race and then, uh, I guess, on a late restart, putting some pressure on uh, couldn't get it done, though, and uh, Macedo ended up picking that that win. Paul Weaver drove to his fifth 305 sprint win of the season, and uh, that's uh, that's the year at uh, Attica. I've, I've heard a lot of names of our former guests. Uh, Scott, our our track record is doing well. You've got to be on our show. and I didn't have this in my notes, but uh, we were talking earlier. Sean Valeni we had on the show a few weeks back uh, ended up being crowned the uh, champion of the SOD series, Sprints on Dirt. Right. So, congratulations to him too. <laughs> Fly Rock Speedway uh, had the their night of destruction, or whatever they call it, all the figure eight things where there's buses and boats and anyway. Uh, Bill Early he won the uh, school bus figure eight and then went on to lead every lap of the regular figure eight feature there. Uh, Scott Selmy, uh, Street Stock. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, what I wrote doesn't make sense. Barely, really? Barely finish. Barely won, maybe? I don't I don't remember what I was writing there. He won the uh, Street Stock feature, yeah. Uh, oh, 
He uh, he finished first. That's what it was. He finished first, but failed post race inspection, and Greg Stude was actually awarded the win. In the really? Stack feature, yeah. Too light. Uh, I don't know exactly what uh, what failed, but uh, he did he didn't he didn't have something right. So tough break for Selmy. Uh, Dennis Wisman uh, Sr. knocked uh, Junior out of uh, the lead to win the flagpole figure eight race, and Dave Lambert was the winner of the boat figure eight race. They ought to do that in water. Just saying. Uh, Oakshade Raceway, uh, pretty good uh, night of uh, racing action out there. Cut short uh, the last race of the night. Had some uh, rain showers come down and uh, postponed to uh, this coming weekend, so you get an extra Bomber B-Main on Saturday night at Oakshade. That'll be run first or somewhere in the middle? I'm not sure. I'm thinking probably first, but I'm not 100% sure. We'll find out Saturday. Okay. Uh, Rusty Schleich won the American Late Model Series uh, feature event, and uh, it was quite an adventure for him getting there. He put on quite a clinic coming from the tail of, of the feature, Scott. I, I was I was really impressed. I didn't see him until, because uh, I was watching the leaders up until he got into the top five when, in one of the uh, wow, restarts. Wow, where did he come from? Uh, was, yeah. That's kind of what I was at. I was like, how do you get up there? Uh, but anyways, uh, during his uh, heat event, Actually, Rusty and uh, Ryan Missler, both previous guests on the show, but we like Ryan because he uh, brought us in uh, t-shirts and uh, and, and cookies and sweets. Yeah, and, you hear that, Rusty? Yeah, you hear that, Rusty? Ryan, Ryan Missler brought in cookies and sweets. You and, want more and, favorable and press? Yeah, yeah. Here we go on. <laughs> let's bash Rusty. Uh, anyways, uh, they had a great race going on. They were uh, battling for the lead in their heat race. Missler and Schlenk slide jobs back and forth, side by side racing. And then uh, on the last lap, Schlenk slid up in front of Missler, and Missler didn't back out and kind of spun uh, Schlenk around and went on and won the heat race. So Schlenk had to go to the Concy to uh, make it in, but uh, he's high enough in uh, points that he would have gotten a he, he provisional either absolutely. either way he was going to make with the it, feature. With the ALMS series, he absolutely would have gotten a provisional. Uh, it would have meant that he started – in the back row rather than a few second, back, yeah. second row from the back. Um, a little insight on that, Scott. Uh, the ALMS series uh, only does a one-car redraw. So if you have three heats, the worst you could start is third. Um, Which we did have three heats. So. Right, right. But, you know, uh, a second-place finish could theori- theoretically start you seventh or eighth. Um, so... So winning, if winning the heat winning race a heat is very race important. Is critical. It really is. Uh, and and the competition everywhere with the late model divisions uh, ha- has been really tight. So it's it's important to start up front. Pam says the bomber bee will be the first event. Okay, there so we have it. There you go, straight from the horse's mouth. Not that I'm calling Pam a horse. I Don't know. you go there. I'm gonna get. She's a lo- you. Yeah, and you'll be up in the tower this nope. week. Nope. I won't. Rudy will be in the tower this you week. You won't be in the tower nope, at I'm all? I'm just racing this week. No announcing for me. Not at all? Well, I might stop up there. Uh, it looks like hot laps underway at the uh, World uh, 100, finally, after their delay. It's supposed to start at 6. We'll Very good. Anyways, uh, back to the Rusty thing. I guess uh, there was something that happened during the Conzi race as well uh, that stirred up a little bit of controversy. I was walking back from the pit, so I didn't really see what happened. But I guess the yellow flag came out, uh, and he was spinning but never stopped, and he got his position back. 
and which is, is the rule at Oakshade is if you don't stop, you get your position back. Right, as long as the wheels are turning. I don't know about that because I think there was a time where you kind of spun around and were going backwards. Because I remember we talked about this years ago. You were yeah. ended up going backwards. Your wheels were turning forward, and at some point you started going forward. So in theory, I think in the world of physics, at some point you were at a dead stop to go from reverse to forward because you went to the tail anyways. Yeah, well, I did that voluntarily. <laughs> I'm sure you, you did. You, you don't believe that for a minute, do you? No, no. But, uh, yeah, I mean, basically that's the rule. And they're all human out there. So yeah. it's, it's a lot of, they try and not make too, uh, to make too many judgment calls. I, uh, I had a chance to uh, discuss it a little bit with Ryan. And uh, I felt that what, as, which, as Rusty was coming forward, uh, Rusty was on the bottom, and Ryan really crowded him down. You're talking uh, about the heat race now. In the, the heat constant. race, okay. correct, correct. And Ryan really crowded Rusty down a little bit. Um, and it's something that probably any racer would do, but he really was taking Rusty's line away. And that probably upset Rusty a little bit because he wasn't being given a fair amount of room. Uh, so I, but I, the, should he be given a fair there, amount There of room? was a little bit of blame to go around on both parts. There really was. I mean, he's if you're the leader, you know, you you run your line, right? And right. You, you make that guy trying to pass. Well, you and Rusty, figure out how Rusty to get was pretty much dead next to Ryan, and uh, Ryan crowded him down a little bit. There, there's a video on on Ryan's he had, uh, he had Facebook page and his weekly video, or right. actually, every and, night. and I really enjoy those. Yeah, I very much enjoy them. And he talks about it and gives his side of the view. Right, right. Um, but it was pretty cool. Anyways, uh, during the feature, Ryan started on the pole, and he led a majority of the race. Rusty, like you said, did a clinic working his way up to the front after starting 16th and uh, uh, raced him clean, got by for the win. Uh, I I watched him because I was pretty impressed. And uh, Did you think there was going to be payback? No. Nah. Okay. Nope. A lot of times you go out there with the intent of paying something back, and you wind up getting involved and I know Rusty is in a points battle for the UMP national points, and he couldn't risk that. So he was in a position where he had to race everyone clean because you go bumping and banging, and it can get you. All right. Also uh, at Oakshade, there was some other racing that went on there. Uh, Matthew Chapman picked up his fourth consecutive sportsman feature win, and he took over the point lead. That's kind of an interesting story since he took the first week off to go to prom, and he's been... Trying to catch back up all year long, finally gets the point lead uh, with uh, two weeks left of uh, points races. Who's second? Uh, Jessen. Mike okay. Jessen. That's who he took the lead from. I think it's okay. like four points, so it's still it's still, it's still really real tight. close. Yeah. Uh, Jessen, I believe, finished third in the feature. Could be. He's one. He's another one of those racers that he's a how, how several did he, time how, champion. How did he get there? You know, yeah, you, you know, halfway through he's seventh or eighth, and. All of a sudden, he's up near the front. Yeah, I'm not sure that Jessen, does he have any wins? I think he may have gotten there without any wins. He may have one. I'm not sure. I have to look at that. He's just real consistent, though. Right. He's always exactly. up there. Um, Bomber Amy, we finally had a different uh, winner there at uh, Oakshade. It's we been did. Jeff Folks and Chris Henry all year long. Uh, something happened during Folks, because uh, I remember I, I started 20th in that race, and I ended up passing him. I'm like... Look at that! I'm passing Jeff Folks. Woo! 
I th- but he was way off the yeah, pace I and think just kind of. I think he got a flat left rear. Is that what it was? I believe. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I passed him, so that's cool. Uh, but yeah, and uh, I'm not sure what happened to uh, Henry if he got caught up in an incident or something. But Adam Noonan was the has become the third different winner all season long of a Bomber A Main. So congratulations. Pretty deep to into him. the season for yeah. that to be happening. Absolutely. Uh, Nathan Goodman uh, got another compact feature win, and as I mentioned, the Bomber A Main will be made up, or Bomber B Main, excuse me, will be made up on uh, Saturday. Saturday. And that'll be the first, first race. race. Yeah, we just found that out. Uh, racing at uh, Waynesfield, they had their final night. I'm keeping an eye on uh, the Twitter here for uh, Eldora. Hot laps uh, are going on right now, as a matter of fact. Anyways, um, Waynesfield. Uh, Dallas Hewitt won the non-wing feature and uh, also picked up his second track championship there. Shane O'Connor got the UMP modified win, while Brent Hull uh, won the championship in that class. Brad Racer won the mini, mini sprint feature. Uh, Brad Strunk won the championship there. Chuck Waite got his uh, first Tough Truck feature win of the season. Chris Hicks uh, won his uh, second consecutive championship in that class. Uh, Ryan Oakley uh, got got his uh, first ever Waynesfield feature win in the compacts. I guess uh, I think uh, the two leaders, he was running third and the leaders got together on the last lap or something. seems to happen quite often. <laughs> Love it when that happens. Especially if you're third. That's, That's the best. right. Yeah. Uh, so he got his first uh, win there. Robbie Tuttle got his first ever uh, championship in the compacts there at Waynesfield. So, uh, Waynesfield done for the season as well as uh, Attica. So the number of tracks still racing and it's continuing it's, to dwindle it's tightening here. Up, yeah. Tightening up, yeah. Uh, Eldora, they had the uh, Baltus Classic uh, American Late Model Series uh, race on Sunday night, and Billy Moyer was the winner of that. You don't suppose is, he was there tuning up for this no, weekend, No, do I don't you? think anybody was there tuning up for he, this He was weekend. just there for the money. Where'd you say? You said Rusty finished uh, fourth, I think. No, I, think, I saw. Yeah. I think I saw he finished fourth in that race. Um, Brian Rollman, uh, Clark Lake, Michigan there, he finished uh, first in the modified feature events. Congratulations to him. He's been doing a little, little bit of everything recently, driving right. the sprint car. and He runs really well in his modified, too. Yeah. He's, well, he's got that program figured out. I'm guessing we'll probably see him Saturday night at uh, Oakshade because I got the modifieds. Maybe Saturday. We'll find out. Uh, I, I would imagine it has a lot to do with how he does Thursday and Friday. Okay. Is he down at the World? I I believe it. I didn't see his name on the intro really. Uh-uh. That would that would surprise me. Yeah. Maybe he's off running his sprint car. Could be. Uh, Paul Pardo won the uh, stock feature at Eldora on Sunday night. Lucas Oil uh, Dirt Late Model Series, West Virginia's Eddie Carrier Jr. I really like that guy. He was a cool guy to interview. He really he is. At, uh, Oakshade a few years ago. He won a uh, rain-shortened John Bradshaw Memorial at Ponderosa Speedway in Kentucky on Friday, Saturday. Brandon Shepard won the Bob Miller Memorial at Portsmouth Raceway Park. Uh, R.J. Connolly uh, took a wild ride in his heat race there, rolling his car over. He ended up with a sore neck and a few bruises but other than that it was all right brandon overton won the 50th hillbilly 100 at tyler county speedway pocketing fifty thousand dollars to win uh sunday night series is off this weekend probably because uh of the world 100 um world of outlaw craftsman uh sprint car series sheldon Hodden shield won friday night it was his uh 25th birthday too i thought he was older than that i did too yeah 
And uh, Darren Pittman uh, won Saturday, leading all 40 laps at the Outlaw Energy Showdown at Skagit Speedway out in Washington. You like to I say just like that. You really Skagit. do. Skagit. Uh, that was uh, Pittman's seventh World of Outlaw win of the season. Donnie Schatz led all 30 laps at Grays Harbor Raceway in uh, Washington on Monday for uh, win number 18. And uh, they were at Williamette Speedway in Oregon on Wednesday, and I forgot to look up their results on that. That's okay. I don't know who won that one. Uh, they traveled to, uh, World of Outlaws travels to California for the Gold Cup Race of Champions at uh, Silver Dollar Speedway uh, Friday, Saturday. And then they're on to the 49er Gold Rush Classic at uh, Placerville Speedway on Wednesday, the 12th. Scott, that's a lot of traveling, man. I, I'm that's telling you. That's a West you, Coast tour going on out yeah, there. Yeah, that's a long way between racetracks, too. Yeah, All-Star Circuit of Champions, uh, we already talked about uh, their action at Attica. Sunday night, they were at Wayne County Speedway, or that, Orville? Yes. Over in Cleveland area, northwest, northeast uh, Ohio. Canton, yeah. Uh, Tim Schaefer was the winner there. This weekend, the All-Stars traveled to Pennsylvania for a couple of races at Port Royal Speedway on Friday and Saturday. I'm guessing the Pennsylvania Posse is going to be there. More Pennsylvania racers, sure. All right. So uh, that's uh, pretty much everything that uh, happened over the weekend. Steve Miller, I passed uh, Casey Noonan on the way to Eldora. He was stuck in a traffic jam. So what was? how did Steve Miller pass him then? Was he driving on the shoulder? Probably. Okay. You've never seen my kid drive. Oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have. Um, special guest uh, tonight, uh, again, is uh, veteran race car driver Ron Miller. You've driven just about everything. Uh, also because, uh, Jeremy, we couldn't get a hold of Jeremy Vanderhoof. We were trying to get him on the show, and, and we were busy, and I probably didn't follow up as much. Well, there's a big but. race, uh, figure eight race, world championships, I think, in Indiana. over in Indiana. And I believe he's over there. Um, a lot of guys practicing this weekend. He did uh, have quite a few wins this year, so he's pretty dominant dominant at uh, Flat Absolutely. Rock. Absolutely, definitely could be a contender there. Good luck to him if he's there. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get him on the show uh, in the next uh, coming weeks. I think we're uh, working on Matt Miller for next week, so that's why I said maybe if he wins the World One Hundred, maybe we got the World One Hundred winner coming in. Let's he, hope he. He's does. not yet confirmed either, so <laughs> just throwing that out there. Uh, let's talk uh, talk about you, uh, Mister Ron Miller. Moi. Because you have, as you said, 54 years of racing under your belt. That's more years than I've been around. By a few. By a few, yeah, just a few. By enough. Um, we kind of You shared your story how you got started, or got your first race car at least. Uh, right, how I got the number 35, yeah. because I paid 35 cents for my That's first was. car. Was that uh, your very first race? Yes. Okay. Yep, that was my first race, Toledo Speedway. So we've kind of already covered that. Where did you go after that? I raced Toledo Speedway uh, and Flat Rock up through the early 70s. Um, I, I ran some ARCA, and, and it was the ARCA New Car Series at that time, and uh, ran several shows with that. So you started off as a pavement racer? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, in the ARCA Series, the New Car Series, which is, well, there was it? Remax or whoever they are now, yeah. but um, I had a, a standing wager with uh, with John Markham, who was the president of ARCA at the time, that uh, I couldn't go fast enough to put the car in a show. 
it was a kind of an underfunded team. And uh, every week I'd put the car in a show and collect $100 from John Markham. And uh, then we'd go out and blow the motor up in the car and they'd piece it back together for the next race. But it was it was fun. And uh, we're, we're in the ARCA record book a couple of places. What uh, what records you got? Uh, just heat race wins, okay. but, but they're there. So how many years you uh, race at Toledo Speedway then? Um, really, everything that I did, uh, with one exception, was pavement up until uh, 1972. In 72, uh, the company that I was working for uh, transferred me to the Albany, New York area, and uh, there was virtually no pavement racing at all in that area. There were no pavement late models and we had gone to a couple of tracks and saw these goofy looking things that were old coupes and sedans with big block chevy engines in them and never couldn't quite understand them so what happened to your uh your car you raced at toledo did you uh i sold that okay. i sold that before i left so yeah. you didn't take that with you to new york no nope. okay um we were sitting at the dinner table um kind of late in the season in 72 and uh, I heard a, a race car engine. And, and I knew just by the sound of it that it wasn't a drag car. So I excused myself from the dinner table and went over and uh, introduced myself. And uh, this was one of those goofy cars. It was, it was a sedan. It was, it was a big block modified. Um, A.K.A. a goofy car. Yeah. Okay. And uh, talking with the car owner there, and he had just fired his driver. And uh, he oh, said, I have heard this story. Yeah. He yeah. said, did you, uh, have you ever raced dirt? Oh, heck yes. I've, I've, yeah, I've run dirt for sure. Um, at that point I had once, uh, once, yeah, I had taken our pavement car to Millstream Speedway and raced it there. And, uh, how did that work out? Not real well. Okay. Speaking of Millstream <laughs> Speedway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, keep going. um, he said, well, do you think you could drive one of these? I said, I can drive anything. You know, I, I was late 20s and i mm -hmm, i can drive anything and uh so you haven't uh, changed much no okay i can still drive anything <laughs> the first race that we uh, had scheduled was at lebanon valley speedway which is a high bank dirt track uh kind of like a salem or winchester on pavement real high bank you've got to run right at the top and it it was just intimidating to me I hadn't run anything quite like that. You know, my, my experience at Toledo Speedway was if you got up near the wall, you were in serious trouble. So Lebanon Valley didn't work out real well. Uh, the following week, we had had some rain, and Lebanon Valley canceled, and we went to Fonda Speedway, which was about the same 45 minutes the other way from our house. And uh, Fonda Speedway and I got along very, very well right from the beginning. Um and he said, well, this is where we're going to finish out the year. And uh, the local newspapers the, over in that area, Gator Racing News, uh, Andy Fusco uh, was an attorney. And, and actually, he was a Cub reporter at that time. And uh, he wrote this article, Who the Heck is Ron Miller? And where did he come from? And it, and, and it was a fun article. But, uh, you know, I, at, that, at that point, I had had a lot of racing experience, but... Um, certainly nothing there and not in that area and, and not in that type of car. So, 
Did you get any track championships out there? Uh, no track championships. We were running second in points at uh, Weedsport, New York. You're one of your favorite yeah. favorite names. In, uh, Weedsport. Yeah. We were running second uh, in a car that my car owner had purchased from Will Cagle, who was legendary in that area. And uh, he he decided that getting up Monday morning was was too tough racing two hours from home. So midway through the season, he pulled the plug on Weedsport, and we were, I was devastated. It was a, a track where I really thought we had a great shot at, uh, at a track championship and winning a, a several features, but it didn't work out. So when did you uh, get back into uh, this area? Um, in 1983, uh, got a call from the family that, my dad had inoperable lung cancer, and uh, he was we we had he was running our our family automotive business, which was really successful. And uh, they asked me to come back and take that over. Uh, my brother had followed a career path that didn't have him in automotive, and my sister was not automotive, so it was me. So when you came back, uh, did you go right back to uh, Toledo Speedway? Or? Yeah, you know, I really did, just because our automotive shop was on Lewis Avenue in Toledo, and Toledo Speedway was three miles away. We went there, and they had a kind of a sportsman class, and uh, Sonny Adams was the promoter. He asked me if I could rewrite the rules and came up with some rules that made sense to me, and... Uh, Actually, it turned into a great class. It, it was fun, it was competitive, and it was cost-efficient. And uh, I, I, th- there is no form of racing that's inexpensive, but it was, it was cost-efficient. And uh, we had a great time with that. Uh, sometime in uh, late 84, uh, a friend of mine said, Hey, uh, th- there's this dirt car this guy wants you to drive and at Fremont. So we went down there and in a car that well, it was an okay car. And uh, what kind of what class was it? It would have been sort of a, a street stock at that time. Okay. And uh, went down and ran second in that uh, first time back on on dirt in couple of years so it was a good time we had had fun and uh that that same car owner asked me if i wanted to uh try going to uh oakshade and uh 84 we ran a few shows at oakshade and i fell in love with the place uh back then it was kind of like a throwback to the 60s back when racing was was really really fun uh it wasn't as serious as it is today, and uh, like I say, Oakshade was—it it was just a no-pressure deal, and uh, we had an awful lot of fun. And I think I—I kind of grew up with Oakshade. I know they started in '73, but it, it changed. '76, I think. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it, whatever. It's my story. Don't okay. mess with it, Scott. All right. Anyway, yeah, um, but. Uh, you won those first three track champions, 73, 74, and 75, right? That's right. Okay. No, we didn't win track championships <laughs> till 95? 95, 96. 96, yeah. Second and 97. Not that you're keeping track or anything. Not much. 
So you've been uh, racing Oak Shade pretty much consistently since the I haven't I haven't missed a Saturday uh, since 85. Uh, back then, Oak Shade was running Fridays and Saturdays, um, and I missed one Friday. Um, I had had, I don't know, some kind of neck pain, and they wanted to do a myelogram, and I got back from that, and I felt really great. So I went out into the shop and worked, and this was on a Friday, and uh, I started getting a little bit of a headache, and we loaded up the car and headed for the shade, and about a mile from home, I wound up with this headache that felt like the top of my head was going to blow off, and I turned around and went back home and sent Ornery Don and Kathy out with a race car and told them to put somebody in it. Who'd they put in it? Uh, actually, Steve, my son, was going to drive it. How old was he at that time? Oh, he was young, probably 16, okay. maybe 17. And uh, Steve was in line to uh, go out for his heat race, and Roddy Schroyer had won his heat race but blew up the motor crossing the finish line. Ornery Don went over and said, Steve, get out of the car. <laughs> so Don hopped in the car, or I'm sorry, Roddy hopped in the car, started dead last in his heat race, and won that. So he, in effect, won both heat races, um, but obviously his car was broken. So so that uh, must be where Steve gets that from, where he let uh, Steve Kester that's use right. his he's, car he's a few used, weeks he's ago. He's used to letting Kester people drive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all Ornery Don's fault. Yep. But it... Uh, it's been a fun ride at Oakshade. It really has. I, I enjoy the place. Uh, it, it feels like family every time we pull in the gate. So I was going to ask you what uh, your favorite track you ever graced your presence with was, and I'm going to assume it's Oakshade. Right? You know, Oakshade is is up there. Fonda Speedway, uh, Fonda Speedway was our home track uh, when we when I lived in in the New York area, and, and that was a lot of fun. It's an interesting track. It's uh, an old fairgrounds track, so it's a 5.8 track. Um, when I first started racing there, the Fonda family burial site was protected by a dirt mound just off of off of turn three. That's creepy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the, uh, Is this the, track still uh, in existence? Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. The Mohawk River runs just off of the back stretch. Uh, Did you ever end up in the river? I didn't, but a few people have. Wow. And uh, Seems I, like I, that I, might I, be an extra safety issue there. I, I guess it's... Water it, rescues. I guess it's a real unsettling feature if you get upside down in a river because you don't really know which way to get out. Yeah, uh, I don't even want to think good, about good that. A good friend of mine happened to him, and he, he didn't know which way to get out of the car. Because he was in the water, he wasn't sure which way was up. Yeah, man, it's dark too. I'm oh, saying. absolutely. So, yeah. Well, so speaking of scary incidents, what's uh, the scariest uh, incident you've ever been involved in? Probably, the, pr- probably at that same racetrack. But uh, you weren't underwater. No, no. But it did involve the family Fonda family burial site. Uh, going down the back stretch, uh, hundred lap race, running third. Didn't feel any pressure from anyone, and uh, the left front hub broke, and the car didn't turn going in to the uh, into the third turn, and uh, I went headlong into the dirt mound protecting the Fonda family burial site, <laughs> and the car went from 110 miles an hour to nothing, and uh, 
I bet you that got your attention. You know, in an upright modified, you sit kind of like you would in a chair, um, sort of like in a sprint car. And uh, for some reason, I had never put a, the sub belt in it and uh, was very comfortable. But The when, one that goes between your legs. Yes. Um, some people call it a crotch belt, but it's, it's, it it's, belt. it's, it's, it's an anti-sub belt. It, and I found out that the purpose of that belt is to keep your lap belt from uh, riding up in, in a sudden stop, which I experienced. And uh, the, the, the lap belt came up, and when it came up, I slid forward, hit my face on the steering wheel. The extension cracked a vertebrae into my back, and the lap belts running up across my midsection broke some ribs. So I had a broken nose, did you have shoulder harness? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had the shoulder and harness. But well, let you go forward enough to hit your head. Though. What happens when the lap belt goes up? Your shoulder harness gets loose. Uh, I guess it loose. would loose. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so do you... So that sub belt is a really important belt. And that was a, that was that a lesson. That was a lesson learned. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. But, you, you, uh, you could hurt your balls, but uh, it might be worth it. Yeah, yeah. I heard I, a uh, lot less than other times. Yeah, actually it doesn't because it keeps the lap belt from riding up no. and it, it goes across your waist and uh, I'd rather keeps you securely it. in the seat. Okay, I'm going to take your word for it. No, really, it, it oh, works. I believe you. I believe you. Uh, so you've been racing uh, at Oakshade since the mid-'80s. When did you uh, start running a late model? Was that at that time? or? Um, we started with, uh, I guess they were, I think they were called street stocks at that time. Uh, and then they went to a limited late class. Um, I remember that. Yeah. Actually, there were two classes, three classes on Friday. They had the upright modifieds, um, which were getting not a whole lot of cars, and they had the six-cylinder late models, which weren't getting a lot of cars, and they combined the two, and it was really some exciting racing, and, and you wouldn't think that... That the cars would be compatible, but uh, but they were. So we ran. We had a limited late, which was kind of a stock clip late model with with a few restrictions, but not a lot. And then we were allowed to run the limited lates with the late models on Saturday. So that's what you did. Uh, yeah, about about that time, uh, we had I had invited Bob Memmer to come down and. Uh, take a look at what was going on and he came in and said he he thought it was the craziest thing he'd ever seen with the upright modifieds and the six-cylinder late models racing against each other but uh he thought it was something that was worth pursuing and uh because bob memmer took a real interest in oakshade they have become annually the the largest uh drawing late model track in in ump has nothing to do with you, though, right? Not me. So I, I invited him because I thought Bob had something to add to the program. And uh, coincidentally, Bob ran uh, early in his career. He ran big block modifieds in the New York area. So, uh, someone asked uh, a little earlier here: Has uh, Don ever raced? Not Don has never raced. Um, one time. I let him hot lap the car on a on a Sunday on a practice, and now, now Don has always had a pretty good belly, and he's a lot taller than me, and uh, 
he wasn't real comfortable in the car. And, and at the time, we were probably running laps in a 19-second range, and he was 24, 25 seconds. And uh, he thought he was... He thought he was fast? Real blistering pace, yeah. <laughs> and uh, trying to take the steering wheel off and his belly in the way, he released it and pulled and tugged and couldn't get it off, and finally it came and whacked him right in the nose. I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. That is not fun. Not fun at all. Um, so why do you keep doing this uh, every week? You know, don't, don't you get tired of the routine, getting things ready? You know what I don't get tired of it, Scott. It, like I said earlier, it's really like family out there. Um, kind of a dysfunctional family at times, <laughs> but um, no, I, I'm, I'm very comfortable there. I enjoy doing it. And believe it or not, it's still fun. Right. Would you ever uh, consider changing uh, class, you know, driving something other than a late model? Only if somebody else picked up the bills. Okay. If you're paying for it, it's going to be yeah. a late model, though. Obviously, I very much enjoy running our outlaw car, the, the sideboard car. And uh, I have considered dropping back from making every single race uh there, there's a half a dozen races a year with the outlaw car that I miss because they conflict with Oakshade. So. And you always go for the perfect attendance at Oakshade. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy, too. You know, it's it's a record that I'm pretty sure won't be broken for maybe how many, ever. How many years do you have perfect attendance there? Eight, 85 till so, now. That's Okay. So, yeah, that's probably, <laughs> probably locked in there for uh, at least a while. That's uh, what, 33, yeah, 34, 34, 34 seasons. It's a long time. Yeah. Uh, Sandusky Speedway. Uh, unless Oakshade decides to run a, a board show next year, I'm not sure we'll see 35 years. Okay. Chrissy. I'm sure that's, uh, yeah. So you uh, run the the outlaw at, uh, at Sandusky, the hangover race every year. You are the reigning champ of uh, that event for the past. 14 out of 15, 14. yeah. Yeah. For quite a while going back, and you're trying to get the the most wins there, uh, for who, the, the the who the race was named after was it the, Wild Bill Hart? Wild Bill Hart, correct. He's got the, what seventeen? He's got seventeen. And I was talking with Kevin. He said uh, he was pretty sure, and and it it actually predates uh, Kevin too, the promoter there. And uh, he said he believes that the the early races were run just with street stocks and bombers and uh, said he's pretty sure that it wasn't what we're running now. Because people were probably a little smarter back then and weren't going to bring out their outlaw crazy uh, vehicles to run in the snow and ice. That's huh? it. So what did you, the first time you went out there, were you, was it an outlaw or was it just a regular late uh, model? Just what? my regular late model. Was there a lot of other little people bringing their late models out or were you Yeah, there were few? There were quite a few. Okay. So it wasn't just uh, just you, but... Uh, right. So why have you been so dominant in that? Is it because of all your years racing on dirt and pavement, that you're racing a dirt car on pavement that's usually slippery or wet or well, and cold, you know, and, and I, adverse conditions? I honestly think that that does play into it because, you know, on on dirt you have to adjust to different conditions, and on pavement sometimes you can go fast. Well, and you never know what uh, the weather's going to do on Oh, that's right. It's New a crapshoot, man. You don't know uh, up until the day before what you're going to have. And the only time they've postponed it was uh, the past year. Yeah. When it would, and, and, and because it was too cold. And it was brutal cold. 
it would have been fine. Yeah, 15 below with a 20 or 30 below wind chill. Nah. <laughs> well, you ended up winning anyways. Did, uh, was I it did. A couple of weeks uh, delayed, middle of January, I think they did that. Yeah, coincidentally, I, I plugged uh, Dave Gumby Jr. In, into that, into my outlaw car for the uh, Valentine's race there. In February, and, yeah. Uh, he looked really, really good and won that. So, Is he going to take over that ride for the uh, New Year's race? Probably not. Okay. All right. Uh, so how many uh, how many more years uh, you think you got in the tank? Until it quits being fun. Okay. I don't know. So no, no plans in the immediate future to say, all right, I think next year's the last year and I'm going to be done. You're just going until until to... I don't think I'm ever just going to... You're going to be like uh, hop in a station wagon, drive off into the sunset. I, I like Art Ball or uh, Red Farmer. Red Farmer. Forever. He's my hero. Yeah. Okay. Red Farmer's what, 140 and still <laughs> racing? <laughs> I, I think, I think Red's. Give or take a couple years. Yeah. I think Red's in his mid 80s. Yeah. Didn't he just get a win, I think? Yes. Just recently? Yeah. Uh, yet. I think he's 85. Yeah. And I think you're right. He's always been real secretive about his age. All right. Well. There you go. Now you get to know. Now you know Ron Miller a little bit better, and uh, I'm sure you still have many, many more stories. Uh, but I want to get to a little bit of World 100 uh, stuff going on, and uh, perfect. Kind of get uh, the opinion of uh, uh, anybody who's uh, interested in the World 100, the uh, big race going on Saturday night. But uh, the action starts tonight. Actually, it's uh, probably uh, just about uh, getting it. It was supposed to start at eight o'clock. But it looks like they're still doing uh, hot laps or time trials or something. I wonder there. if they would have done group qualifying. Doug uh, drowns at the hot... top of the charts. Really? 15.858. I guess, oh, I'm going to guess the track's pretty fast I'll, I'll tonight. Bet that's a hammer down racetrack. Because they had uh, some rain this afternoon, which put them uh, a little bit behind schedule, too. And, and that would be Doug Drown's kind of racetrack. Yeah. Was Ryan Unzicker running the uh, ARCA race a few weeks ago at. Uh, uh, not the coin, but the other one. The other he, he definitely ran there. Yes, okay. that was just why I saw a video and uh, he was running top five, and it was like it's Ungziger, and I was like, "Yep, no, Unziger? that that was him." I didn't know he ran in, in the number twenty four. It car. was twenty four. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, anyways, uh, if you get off of a dime and get Mav TV, you could uh, you could watch that stuff. I don't. Do you have Buckeye? Yes. So is it on Buckeye? Yeah, they actually. Uh, Sent uh, sent wires up there a couple of years ago, and and we've now we've got cable TV. Oh, wow! Congratulations! Welcome to the twentieth uh, century. <laughs> Actually, it was the year after we got electricity. <laughs> Wait, you have electricity up there? Oh yeah! Imagine that. Uh, so, anyways, uh, give us a call or uh, give us a, a comment. Four one nine two one four zero five two five. We want to know who you think uh, is going to win the forty eighth uh, World One Hundred and why? And why? Yeah. Um, and why aren't you going to be racing now? You were looking for a place to race. How come you don't go down to the world? I got nothing to prove down there. Okay. Have you run Eldora before? Yes. Have you won down there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Years ago, but right. yes. Have you run in the world? 100? Um, you know, I don't think so. Okay. Um, Larry Jewett was announcing at Oakshade and uh, went down there with us, so that give you some idea how long ago it was. That was a while ago. Yes, sir. A little bit. Um, so who do you think uh, is going to win? There was uh, I got an entry list said 88 drivers were entered, but uh, I just saw something 
just before we came on, there was 100 drivers, actually, that were at the track. Really? One was going home. Uh, Ricky Weiss, I think it was, because oh. he didn't pass inspection, so he withdrew his uh, entry. I believe he's a Canadian driver. So 99 cars are scheduled for competition uh, tonight. tonight. Yeah, yeah. We they could lose a couple uh, because of unfortunate incidents, or they could pick up a few between now and Saturday. And it looks like the last group uh, to hot lap uh, just got done, I believe. Mike Marlar uh, has a time of 15.78. So the track Quick hasn't time. slowed down much. No, well, and it's uh, getting dark out, so it probably should be speeding up. There's and some... it's definitely a lot cooler today, so the moisture that they got's going to hang around for a while. Could be for some fast racing, at least for tonight. Uh, uh, and I think uh, this should be good as far as weather. If they can get through tonight, they should be all right. Yeah. Um, but uh, tonight they're having uh, the uh, they got the time trials and they're having some heats, some last chance races, and uh, ten thousand to win twin twenty five features uh, both tonight and tomorrow night. And then on Saturday is the uh, big main event, uh, fifty one thousand dollars going to the winner, which uh, kind of pales. Comparison in comparison to the uh, the dirt million at well, yeah. two hundred and two thousand, but, but I would but, not. But but that world one hundred trophy, that globe trophy, that's that's a nice one to have on your on your mantle. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, a lot of racing. Uh, your late model fan. That's uh, definitely where you're at. A lot of people down there camping out for uh, the week. Um, that's uh, like a small city. Have you ever been down there for a big event, Scott? I've only been down there for uh, one of the Prelude to the Dreams. Okay. So, And it was like a small city then. And that actually was the very first Prelude to the Dream where they were all okay. in borrowed late models. And you didn't know who was in any of them because they didn't put any special wraps on them. It was just like, I remember, was it uh, Ronnie Perrine Jr.'s car, the OJ or yeah. something? And it was like a bunch of regular late models, but... Uh, Cup car. I believe Cup Brian Roman had a. Had he, his, his car, car might down have been there. there. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, what two thousand five. Could be a while ago, but yeah, it's, that uh, race has really grown up. Well, now it's a truck race. Yeah, <laughs> they don't do that, which is uh, I kind of missed that. It was kind of a fun, fun deal. But uh, anyway, uh, some of the notable entries uh, this weekend, uh, at least uh, from around here, we you know Rob Anderzak is uh, on the entry list. Nick Fenner. I think this is the second sure. year he's trying to do that. So. Well, he was down there last weekend, getting yeah. tuned up for the race. So he's he's not he's not a guy with uh, deep pockets like some of these other guys. So he's down there having some fun. Um, uh, Brett Miller, Matt Miller, really? Brett Miller's got his car back together. Well, he's on the entry list. Okay, so. uh, I know he took a hard hit last weekend. Casey Noonan uh, is uh, on there. Uh, Travis Stemler from uh, Michigan. Sure. And I guess uh, Michigan drivers never won. Really? You know that? Yeah. Maybe it's a Michigan driver's turn to win. 48 of them, Michigan drivers, never won. Uh, some of the other uh, big names there, Shannon Babb, Bloomquist, uh, Eddie Carey Jr., Steve Casebolt. Moyer. Insane Dwayne Chamberlain, Dennis Erb, uh, Jason Fager, Gordy Gundaker, uh, Frank Heckenes Jr., Daryl Lanigan, Marler, Mars, uh, Moran, both Moyers, senior and junior. Which Moran? Uh, Devin? Yes. Okay. 
uh, Don O'Neill, Jimmy Owens, Earl per- Pearson Jr., Bobby Pierce, James Rice, Josh Richards, Kent Robinson, G. Uh, Van Warmer, and the, the list goes on and on and on. So a lot of big names. And uh, Billy Moyer, as we mentioned, won. Uh, didn't it used to be the Johnny Appleseed Classic? Yes. Now it's the Baltus Classic. And, which was Sunday. Well, the, the Johnny Army. Appleseed is still a race, but it's yeah. just a... Okay. And, or is that Memorial Day? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. All right. Anyways, uh, Billy Moyer, he's uh, got the most uh, World 100 wins and uh, with six, I believe. And uh, he picked up the win. Brett's number lists it as M8. I'm not sure what that means. Oh, I don't know. 93 cars hot lapped. Time trials are starting now. So Okay. Anyways, uh, nobody's uh, put who they think uh, is going to win here. At least I, let me scroll down here. We'll see. Uh, nope. Uh, yeah, leave a comment uh, on Facebook or give us a call, 419-214-0925. Tell us who you think is going to win, who's your pick, and uh, why. Scott Bloomquist is another favorite. He's always good there. He's got uh, at least three World 100 wins, and he was the winner of the Dream. And I thought he was going to get shoulder surgery and be out. Um, I think they gave him a. I, I a, keep a mir- going, he got a miracle injection, and uh, I've given the, up trying to follow what's going on with Bloomke. He's racing. He's not put, racing. They, his they shoulder put, hurts. They put the surgery off for a while. Uh, Eckhart, uh, Rick Eckhart. I don't know if he was on this list. Let me look. Uh, he's not on this list, but that doesn't mean he's not racing. Because there were more cars. Yeah, there's what. What did he just say? 94 did hot laps. There was uh, 99 that were eligible to be out there. Right. So, yeah, so there's more than even what's on my list. But uh, So why why do you think Eckert? We'll see what Derek Bridges says. He has Eckert as his pick, if he's there. I guess if he's not there, he's probably not going to win. <laughs> He'll be there maybe for Saturday. Um, the uh, record report, I talked to uh, Perry. He's been very busy. He wanted to do one for this week, but uh, I haven't seen it. But uh, the record report, uh, it's been on hiatus. It may be coming back. The driver crosses the first uh, line first on lap 100. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's who's I, that's, that's her pick. I got it. I thought we were going back to the M8 thing. Um, that is, yeah. So I think Chrissy has uh, the right pick here. Who's going to win the World 100 on Saturday night? Really? Yes. The guy that crosses the finish line first. first in lap 100. Hmm. That would have been but, my answer, too. But if it's Scott Bloomquist, he could be light, and he might not. He might not win. I wonder if they're doing uh, random uh, drug tests down there this weekend, too. I can I'm tell you saying. that uh, at a... At one of the CRA races on pavement, they uh, they they've been doing some random tire testing, and uh, they have disqualified some guys. So, tire testing is coming to a neighborhood. Well, didn't some near. guys get nailed at the Dream? Yeah. Um, yeah. What's his face? Bobby Pierce. Was it, yeah, it was Pierce who claimed they didn't. I know he appealed, and I don't know whatever happened with that. But yeah. That could be something too. Yeah, wh- whatever his suspension was up, and he could race at the world, and there he is. Yeah, well, wasn't it like a four-week suspension or six-week suspension? But, but since that, he was, but going that was to, by but, six races. But, but since he was going to run 
the uh, su- he intended to run the summer nationals. Um, four races would be a month, even though it all happened within yeah. the same week. Yeah. Uh, some other uh, news here uh, about the World 100. It is uh, we mentioned pays uh, 5100 to win on thousand. Yeah, what did I say? 5100 yes, yes. I was going to pocket the rest. That was for me. I was hoping you wouldn't notice. Uh, 51000 to win on Saturday. The uh, whole uh, weekend deal pays out uh, $436,800. And, nice and the 50-50 will probably be just a tick under twenty grand. Hmm. Uh, I, think, I think last year's was like 17500 Was it that much? Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it pays to go, I guess, uh, if you happen to be that winner. So give somebody a dollar and tell them to buy you a ticket. Uh, so uh, a team that's uh, looking for some money, Furniture Row Racing. You hear about yeah, this? Yeah, I did. You know, I, the, I, the team of uh, a Monster Energy uh, Cup Series driver, Martin Truex Jr., defending champion, and he's in the race or in the hunt uh, for another championship this year. They're going to fold, fold or shut down operations at least at the end of the season due to lack of funding. And he and his crew chief are heading to Gibbs Racing, isn't it? Yes, they are. Yeah. So well, that sucks for Furniture Row. And, and, but. and Suarez is out in the 19 car at Gibbs Racing. I did not know that. Um, did you happen to catch uh, Kenny Wallace's? I shared that on our uh, Facebook page. Did uh, you? Hammer Down Racing. His uh, response, uh, back it down. NASCAR yep, needs to back, back it, it down. Because now billionaires are having trouble financing teams. You know, Charlie Crawl was on our show a, a week ago, and, and uh, we talked a little bit about the ARCA package, and he happened to stop by the shop a couple day, days ago, and we talked about it some more. And he believes that ARCA is on the right track. Um, all Every ARCA car has a sealed engine from Ilmore, who is uh, a major engine builder. And so everyone has the same motor. Um, they have gone away from the crazy steel bodies, and they're running uh, composite bodies now, um, which are much less expensive. And uh, You're th- all for the cost savings, aren't you? ARC is doing a lot to contain the costs. And you're for, like, crate engines as well. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yes, sort of. You're for containing costs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there, There is no form of racing that uh, racing itself uh, pays the bills. If you don't have some sponsor help, um, you're, you're going to lose money. Uh, Chrissy uh, uh, explained the M8. That's what he's listed on. Uh, Brett Miller was listed on the lineup, so... She's thinking he's not in his own car. Oh, okay. So, so possibly he did not fix his car. Uh, did uh, you, I, I, looking at the wreck, it looked to me as though it was a lot more than a week's worth. Did you uh, hear about this uh, deal at uh, Fort Payne Motor Speedway? Uh, guy got turned around in uh, the UCRA 602 Sportsman class. Uh, was leading the race. Got turned around, and the yellow flag came out. And then under the caution, the guy that got spun, who was leading, whose name is uh, Ryan King from Talladega, Alabama, 
went around the track backwards and slammed into another car head on on purpose because he thought that was the car that hit him. And it turned out it wasn't even that car that touched yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> How do you explain that one? Not, not a real smart move uh, by uh, Ryan King there. And I guess he's been barred from the track. Um, he actually smashed into 23 year old Colton Jackson, who was not the driver that hit him. Jackson was the point leader, though, ended up with a, uh, a bent front clip and more. I guess it hurt his wrist, too. I mean, that, well, I'll bet. Yeah. I mean, the, the video, I shared that, uh, a link to that as well on our Facebook page. And you can hear quite a smack when those guys hit head on. Oh, I'll bet. Uh, yeah. Um, Driver of the car that did make contact, Danny Witten, that's the car that actually, or the driver that spun him, he went on to win that race. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, uh, last weekend, Brad Keselowski uh, won the Southern 500 at Darlington. In uh, NASCAR's at Indy this weekend for the final regular season race. Did you happen to, uh, and I don't know, who won the uh, midget race uh, on the dirt track at Indy? Last night? Yes. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you asked. Uh, they had a they had a 12 heat races. They have inside. They tur- had, I think they had a hundred USAC midgets show up. Well, let, let me skip ahead here. Kyle Larson had to withdraw. He was going to be in this uh, driven to save lives BC 39, the USAC uh, midget race at the, the B 39. That's Brian Clawson's yeah. number, and the BC obviously were Brian Cross. Clawson's initials. And they just put this track together like in the last few weeks. They Correct. built it inside turn number three, a little dirt track. And uh, they had the first, uh, it's a two-night event. Last night was the first night of it. And uh, uh, due to an outlaw kart race that Larson promotes in his home state of California, he had to withdraw from being in that. He was not happy about that, but he already had the obligation to his cart uh, deal. Uh, but anyways, a 15-year-old Zeb Wise captured the victory in the Stoops Pursuit 20-lap elimination race, uh, which is basically an Australian pursuit race. Right. Your pastor out. And that was, I guess, the main event last night after the uh, 12 heat races. Uh, tonight is the 39-lap main event uh, after eight more qualifying events. So main events tonight. Go get them, Rico. Okay. Rico Abreu. I know who you're talking about. I'm sure he'll be there. Uh, 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 um, let's skip that. Uh, Formula One scheduled a race at the uh, Circuit of Americas in Austin, Texas, which is uh, going to be the same day as the NASCAR Cup Series race at Texas Motor Speedway. They're only separated by a little over 200 miles, um, and it's the only Formula One race in the U.S., and that's going to be November 3rd of next year. The uh, Texas rate. So race- this is all happening in 2019. Yes, the Texas race has been set for, I guess, a long time. And, right. And they just announced the uh, Formula One date, so they're thinking that... Uh, I'm not really sure what the reasoning is, why they would do that. There was Scott, do you think ob- they really vie... For, do you think they really vie for the same fan base? Maybe, but you're still... You're, you're making people... Maybe there's a few people, but you're making them choose. Do you think they vie for the same fan base? I don't know. I've never been to a Formula One race. It might be kind of cool to go to one just to say yeah, I've been to I, one. I mean, you, you think Formula One and you think... But now I don't have a choice if I'm in Texas. I'm like, either I'm going to the Formula One or I'm going to the, the cup race. I, I'm sorry, but you, you it's think... It's probably going to hurt you, the cup you, race if, you, you, if those, th- you, you think, make that decision. You think the you, you think Formula One and you think Dom Perignon and... <laughs> 
caviar and you think about the cup fans and all right i got you the move it's a white collar blue collar racing. absolutely absolutely and, and i'm not sure they're i'm not sure they're playing to the same fan base indycar uh, has released their 2019 schedule the only thing a real of note on there is they've also added uh, a race at the Circuit of America's uh, road course there in Austin, Texas. Really? Now, so are they that's going to be March 22nd through the 24th. So. Are they going to have a road race at, is it Charlotte? The IndyCar? No, 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 Cup. Next, I, I don't know. The Roval? The Roval, correct. They are this year. Oh, I know, but are is they Is it on next year's schedule? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. That's why I asked you. I don't know. You're the one that's got all that in front of you. I don't have that in front no, of me. Scott. But uh, I know the Circuit of America's uh, track is trying to get a uh, NASCAR race there. Okay. So, and I read somewhere that uh, NASCAR is trying to get more um, road courses on the schedule. Kind of mix things up. So maybe it'll happen. What was it 2020? I the, think they're chasing. The, uh, they're chasing road courses and they road need courses to be, and dirt tracks. And, and dirt tracks, absolutely. Nice NASCAR 2020 road courses and dirt tracks. That'd be cool. Um, uh, your weekend uh, weather pit stop. Uh, unfortunately, Ryan was out today. He sent me an email and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna be out of the office. I should have, I should have let you know yesterday so you could have sent me the uh, stuff." You know, I know a guy who used to be. I normal. He was on here. Is that who you're talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know a guy that used to be a real weather guru, and he's still a weather geek. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe we need to call him up once in a while. Well, maybe we should. Um, or Norm, if you're if you're listening, give us a call at 419-214-0925 and tell us what the weekend's going to be. Your official Norm forecast. Uh, from what I can tell from our TOL uh, weather, alert, app. weather app, uh, on Saturday night, that's uh, when most of our events are happening. Uh, it's going to be mostly cloudy and a bit windy. Yeah, Gordon's coming uh, up. Uh, that That's uh, right. tropical storm, hurricane, whatever it is or was. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, coming Saturday night, hopefully maybe into Sunday. Sunday, well, I know we're supposed to get a lot of rain. But I, the, I know they talked earlier in the week that uh, it was going to hit Sunday, and now it looks like Gordon's moving a little quicker than they thought. Well, according to uh, the weather app here, there's still only a 20% chance of uh, rain on Saturday. It's going to be mostly cloudy, a bit windy. Northeast winds may gust to 25 miles an hour, so it's going to be pretty breezy. And remnants of Gordon will bring a chance of rain uh, Saturday night into Sunday. So it doesn't say exactly when it's coming, and then Sunday's just going to suck. I don't think they know. It's just, yeah. So keep an eye on the weather on uh, saturday hopefully we can get the shows in when, when it uh, comes to hurricanes coming north it's they they use the swag method and i don't uh, suggest to any tracks to move this their times up on saturday because i have something going on and if they do that I'm don't do get that screwed. <laughs> uh all right uh weekend uh races uh, course at eldora going on the world 100 uh tonight uh, the whole thing begins Let's see where they're at now i think they're probably doing Rain, oh, they got rain now. Oh, no. Rains are continuing to fall. It was 22 seconds ago. Rain's continuing to fall here at Eldora Speedway, so we're in a holding pattern for the time being. So that kind of sucks. So hopefully they get that showing tonight. Uh, but then uh, they're racing again uh, tomorrow night, both uh, 10,000 to win, twin 25 features. Uh, general mission tonight and tomorrow, 24 bucks. Uh, Saturday uh, they're having the heats, a B feature, or B features. 
And then the 51,000 to win. World 100 racing you know what, starts Scott? at 8 o'clock. If, if the races are canceled tonight, it would be a good good time just to go down there and watch. There, there's something about drunks and mud that's just really fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a big party down there. Oh, buddy. Uh, racing starts at 8 o'clock Thursday and Friday, I should say. Saturday's uh, show starts at 7 at Eldora. And Saturday night, uh, you're going to pay 40 bucks for general admission tickets for that. Uh, closer to uh, our area here, Toledo area, Flat Rock uh, Speedway is having Wheeland First Responders Night on Saturday. It's their final race of the year, 250-lap Enduro. Plus the uh, Bandoleros racing uh, will start at 6 p.m. All police, EMS, fire, and rescue personnel will be admitted free with proper ID. And uh, fans that attended the uh, bus race last weekend can bring their ticket stubs to uh, Saturday's event, and they'll receive admission for just 5 bucks. Well, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, Oakshade Raceway in action, a little bit different show uh, Saturday night there. They're going to have the uh, UMP Modifieds back. for Big Modified show for them. The third time this year. If you count the one right. weekend Friday and Saturday show, the Summer Nationals deal, uh, this will be the third UMP modified show. 800 to win on Saturday night, uh, along with the uh, Sports and Bombers and Compacts. Gate, gates open at four, racing at seven, $12 general admission. Fremont Speedway, it's track championship night. They've been off for a few weeks, uh, back in action on Saturday with the Fast 410s, uh, the 305 sprints, uh, trucks, and late models. Gates open at four. Racing at seven fifteen dollars general admission there, and also a championship night at Sandusky Speedway, where they are having modified street stocks and renegades. Racing starts seven o'clock. General admission uh, twelve bucks. So a uh, little less uh, racing going on. Yeah, it's tightening up. Tracks uh, closing up, and uh, that's uh, that's about it. You know, real real quick, you talked about the Bandoleros um, last weekend. I had the opportunity to run our outlaw car up at Tri-City Speedway up up in Michigan. And uh, they have a class, it's, it's kind of like go-karts, but they call them mini wedges. And uh, they've got complete roll cages and everything. Them. Wait, did you have one of the, no. No. That was uh, a go-kart you had. Yeah, that, that, that was, that that, like that was, yeah, that was 140 mile an hour go-kart. Okay. But uh, the mini wedges, I, I saw these little kids running around in fire suits and asked about it. And, and they said these mini wedges, uh, and they've built a small track in the middle of the big track. And uh, these five and six year olds put on an awesome show. The announcer gets into it. Where uh, is this at? This was at Tri City, but I guess they do it at a few tracks in Michigan. And their thought is that it gets kids involved. And as they get older, um, they're going to stay involved in motorsports instead of drifting off into video games and whatever it is that teenagers do now. So I, I thought it was they really do this. Cool. That's it. That's it. I thought it was. I thought it was really cool, Scott. And uh, these kids put on an awesome show. Um, and, and any local tracks ought, ought to look into it. They really should. All right. There's Ron Miller with his two cents. You know, at my age, I, it ought to be four, <laughs> four cents. cents. <laughs> That's it. 35 cents for you. That's it. Okay. Uh, again, thanks to Ron Miller. We're live uh, from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Uh, give Ron a call for uh, that radiator deal, two for one, still going on. 734-856-RACE. Um, there you go. Call him in the middle of the night. He may not answer, but uh, free advice, too, most of the time, if he yeah. likes it. If, I, if I don't normally charge for it. Do you? Nah. 
Okay. Have you charged anybody for advice? No, nah, not yet. <laughs> I've sure thought 35 about it. 35 cents. I've thought about it. Get the special 35 cent deal from Ron Miller Race Cars. Uh, so we'll be back next week uh, working on uh, trying to get Matt Miller in here for uh, next week's show. Uh, again, that'll be our one-year uh, birthday here for the Hammerdown Racing Report. Birthday pizzas are uh, greatly appreciated. Or birthday cake. That does cakes. sound good, yeah. Birthday cake. Yeah, we'll have a party. Again, if you want to be a sponsor of the Hammerdown Race Report, uh, check out our website, hammerdownracereport.com. Uh, sponsor information on there, as well as links to our uh, store to get apparel, uh, links to our iHeartRadio podcast channel um our facebook page everything yeah. hammerdown everything is right there uh you don't need anything else you can uh get a hold of me as well and i'll answer your questions there's something i'm i think i'm forgetting to cover but uh we appreciate everybody listening yeah go ahead and uh bring a, a friend to uh the races this weekend please do there's a few to choose from so and hopefully gordon will be a race fan let's well, maybe related to jeff I doubt it. I don't. I don't I'm not a big Gordon He's, fan. I'm not a Gordon. I'm not any kind of Gordon fan, really. So, we'll see you next week, seven o'clock uh, Thursday night. We're gone. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!